Mansers. Oh, yeah. Mansers. 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 It's too good. It's too good. You can't Dude, even you. get through it. You can't even get through it. <laughs> you had me laughing. <laughs> I'm into it, man. I came with this one today for y'all. So You had me dying. I, I couldn't get Ola to do it. Literally well, had to go on mute immediately. immediately. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> Let's give the people what they came to see or listen to in that case. Welcome, everyone. This is Mansers, the podcast brought to you by two toxic machismos and one person we promise who actually cares. Mansers, because when it comes to your problems in life and love, there's a perfect mansplanation for that. I am your host, <laughs> B. Todd, joined by my incredible co-host, Is and Miss CTG. How are y'all today? Ooh. I'm dying, literally. <laughs> we are off to a great start. Look yes. at the vibes in here. It's going to be a beautiful day. Beautiful day to tear some lives apart. And then maybe put them back together a Hopefully. with a band-aid, Hopefully. you know? Yeah. Well, we are a restorative podcast, believe it or not. We are here to break it down and then seamlessly put it back together in a digestible form for you. Ooh. That being said, uh, these guys have no idea who we are, folks. So I figure for the first episode, we can just do a little brief intro of ourselves and what we bring to the table. Um, ladies first, as always... Miss CTG, if you wouldn't mind. You know, it's funny because if this is supposed to be a toxic show, one would almost think you'd say ladies last because men run these things. But I'll take it. I, I appreciate the energy. Um, greetings, everyone. This is Miss CTG. Um, I don't really know what you want to know about me, but here are some facts. I live in Atlanta. I'm originally from New York. I have two degrees. I am a woman. And <laughs> the guys are like, what the fuck is she talking about? Because I, I, I thought you would say, I am the woman. Because yes, I mean, ma'am. I mean, I also, that actually, I am the goddess, okay? In in other areas of my life, goddess is my preferred um, pronoun. So, wow. um, yeah. That's so a new one I wasn't mm-hmm. aware of on the yeah, pronoun box. You're it's welcome. okay. That's what's up. <laughs> Own that shit. Yes, ma'am. Own that. Um, I... What the fuck was I going to say? I'm a Pisces. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like long dreamer. walks on the beach. Yeah. And um, I enjoy wine, weed, and well, not women because I like fellas. Damn. That was going to be cute. I don't know. I'll tell you more about me in the end, y'all. But I, I do other things. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a coach in real life. And I'm not always this ridiculous. Um, so I'm looking forward to just getting to know everybody, chitty chatting and sharing my takes, my hot takes. Beautiful. I'm complete. <laughs> yeah. It seem you are. You seem whole. Yes. <laughs> and we are better off for knowing you. Me? I am Iz. That's right. I-Z is, a.k.a. Israel said it, also known as the Reformed Dickhead. Uh, just here to spread my knowledge from both sides of the track. I have gone my whole life, most of my life, being a, a whore. Uh and now, changed my ways. I found I found out the truth of things, and so I'm here to spit facts from both sides, and make sure that we all understand that there is an opportunity for us to be whole and understanding ourselves. That's me. That was so rehearsed. Oh, that was. I good. can't believe I it. It wasn't. Mine. Could, could, you, could you imagine that was off the dome? It was. 
Wow. You're a professional. That was pretty <laughs> slick. I'm not going to lie. I, but it's also transparent. And that's why I like you're a former whore, but now yeah. you're here to, you know, reach back and help other whores over the wall. Except I don't like the, the I don't like the using the terminology of reach back. That's just like, Yeah, I'm good on that. <laughs> the reach back. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh I am B Tide, as they call me. Um not much to know about me. I'm an actor and an asshole. Uh I am free with the opinions. And um let me just say I've made tons and tons of mistakes so that the boys and girls don't have to at home. Um, and really just, uh, yeah, man, I just wanted to, to spit and vibe with these two guys, ladies, people. Yeah. We have to choose our pronouns carefully. I already shared mine. So (sighs) the goddess has spoken, (laughs) uh, but we are your hosts. We are the Mansers team and we are happy to share our experiences and opinions with you. That being said, I figure it's time to just jump into our first topic. How do y'all feel about that? Let's go. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Cool. I'm going to rip the Band-Aid off. This is a juicy one for me today, folks. Uh, As we know, Bill and Melinda Gates have now called it quits. We're not even going to touch on all the fallout from William Gates himself. However, this is my question for both of you, okay? Not that... The Bill Gates and Melinda Gates marriage was something that we should all hold ourselves as a standard to. But is monogamy dead is my question today. Why are we still getting married when these divorce rates are, I want to say it's over 50% at this point in time because I don't don't know. But 50% almost seems lower to me now. I think it's close to that, yeah. Um. Is it fathomable then to choose one partner to go with and to marry and go the distance with? Or have we just fucked it up enough times to say, <laughs> you know what, guys, maybe we need to try something else? Um, go ahead, Is. I'm so I'm I'll so I'll start. Curious. Yeah, most definitely. I'm curious. <laughs> so as a reformed dickhead, I like to believe that. My opinion is tops. Uh, <laughs> monogamy is achievable. The option and the ability to marry one person and be with that one person for the rest of your life is achievable. I just don't think we're putting in the work to even get to that point. Mm. I think we're jumping into things too quickly uh, as a generation. You know, I'm a, I was born in the 80s, so I guess I would call myself a late 80s, 90s baby. We... The idea of making something last, especially for me being a black man, it, it wasn't something that's prevalent even within my communities to even see married couples. My parents were together for 30 plus years, never married. I personally don't feel like I have to get married, but I would want to. I just don't think I have to. Uh, and it wouldn't be based off any underlying ideas of making it last, be, going against the grain 50% of the country or the, the marriages within our country are trash and, and they're getting divorced. I don't care about all that. I do believe in the power of individuals and what they bring. And so for me, the way I look at it, uh, it's absolutely something that can happen, but are we even taking the time to get to that place? Right. You know, folks are moving in with each other after five months of knowing each other. That's like the worst thing you can do. Cause people suck 
after. Like you move in with them. <laughs> that you do is get a, to know them better than you ever will dating. It's you a get to tough know one. After you move in with somebody, you get to know them. And if you're lucky enough, you get to know yourself because you get to understand what you're willing to put up with, what you're willing to do, what you're willing to lose and, and compromise in order to make things work. But it's a slow moving process that I think our times don't have, our times don't have time for, if that makes sense. Hmm. Everything is fast paced and people get their fucking relationship advice from uh, Instagram. So, you know, (laughs) nobody's, nobody's free thinking. Uh, And so the challenge is, is how do I make myself and my relationship look like Beyonce and Jay-Z? Kim and Kanye. And remember, Kim and Kanye was the ultimate. And look at their asses now. Divorcing. In that same, yeah, but in that same comparison, Jay, Bay and Jay, right? Are they the standard to hold up to or are they just a great decision? Are they madly in love with each other or are they a, a corporate unison? I don't believe that any other relationship outside of your own is a standard to live up to. Because you are a completely individual person. Like, we, it's so easy for people to go, I wanna be like them. Be like you and formulate what they have. It's a completely different situation than just aspiring to be like somebody else, especially in terms of couples. You, we don't even know these people to even say that we wanna be like them. They have individual issues. Beyonce put a whole album out about issues she got with this motherfucker. But yet people are wishing to be like them. Keep on doing that. You're going to get an album dedicated to you too, just like Confessions. <laughs> Motherfucker made a whole album about cheating and nobody said nothing because the songs were good. <laughs> but that's my take on it. I think it's absolutely achievable. I think that we should take our time to get to know ourselves and our partners. And, mm-hmm. our, and if that works together. Because we we're good, we could be great on paper. That means nothing in the long run if we're not willing to put in the work and put in the actual effort with each other and understanding several key items. I don't make nobody happy. My job is not to make you happy in this relationship. My job is to support you and understanding what makes you happy, and then keep it going from there. I I love what you said in this last part right here because I firmly do believe that like. We can't go into relationships with the expectation of making somebody happy. That happiness has to come from yourself first, right? And it's all about like detangling that baggage and bringing yourself, your best self to a relationship. But I think that's important to highlight that. Yeah, I think happiness cannot be given or necessarily provided, but support and and that kind of stuff can be in a relationship. But it's not your job to make somebody else happy if they're not already happy themselves. Well, <clears throat> I agree with that, um, especially because I feel like there are a lot of people, especially men, you know, I love y'all, but there are a lot of you guys who um, kind of just move through life operating with this low, consistent, low grade level of like discomfort, struggle, suffering, miserableness that no woman, even though like our Captain Sabaho capes come on immediately as soon as we like you and we're like, we're going to do everything to make him smile and happy and, and, you know, healthy and all this shit. But um, it's really your responsibility. 
Right. Mm-hmm. And so I definitely agree with what you're saying about not being able to make other people happy, especially in relationships. But as a woman, I'd be lying if I didn't say that I have tried to throw the cape on a few times myself to do the job. That was not my responsibility. Um, now, to answer your question, <laughs> are you asking, is monogamy dead or is marriage, the institution of marriage, dead? Because I feel like those mm. make two different conversations. They are. Um, You're right. So, yeah, what do you want to talk I'm gonna about? I'm going to stick with monogamy. I think it's totally fair to to touch on marriage though right because like mm-hmm. i do think they do go hand in hand in in a certain way but yes yeah, monogamy does not have to be just marriage right mm-hmm. so yeah let's i want to stick with is monogamy itself dead so then i think the better question is was monogamy ever really alive because i don't <laughs> Like, I, they can't yeah. see me, but I shook my head. No. <laughs> Immediately. I, sh- I shook my head. No. Like, now, are there moments and eras of monogamy? Like, we have bouts of it where it's like, yes, we went three years, five years, 10 years with no accidents, no issues. However, in the grand scheme of things, like in the in the entire duration of the relationship, how often can people say they truly have been 100% monogamous, you know? And then how do you define monogamy? Because some people will say, That's a great- oh, monogamy is sexual indiscretion only. Other people Hell, will say emotional indiscretion. Exactly. So it's like, was monogamy is does monogamy even actually exist? First time does I was ever mean? accused of emotionally cheating on somebody, I looked at them like they were a goddamn fool. How the hell am I gonna cheat on your emotions? I think I understand the concept of it, but I would refuse to answer the question if someone asked me that shit. <laughs> or if somebody put that on me, yo, you you've been emotionally cheating on me. Like I get what you're saying, but get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> uh I'm Go sorry, ahead. just Go real ahead. quick, just to, just to say why I shook my head no when you asked if monogamy, at least my opinion on why I think monogamy never existed. I think that a lot of the concepts that we have today and that have been around for hundreds of years uh, are just such male-dominated and focused to be male-dominated items, even marriage that it's impossible to ever say that something like that ever existed to, to be on an even playing field. It just, you can, and like you said, you can have instances of individuals that, that, that hold true to the concepts of monogamy, but as a whole, nah, I think it's too, we, we, you know, once God gave us free will, we was like, fuck it, let's have a party. (laughs) And men were like, men were the bouncers, the DJs, the bartenders, you know, we, the waiters, we danced with each other. And uh, we decided when the, <laughs> not me personally. <laughs> okay. But you know Israel's what I'm saying? having a field day. Nah, but you know what I'm saying? So like, it's it's really tough to think if you're being absolutely honest, because I think that's the thing that most people, most men fuck up on is we, we can't be 100% truthful about a lot of what, what, what is going on in our male dominated society. Mm-hmm. And marriage is a part of that. If you ask me. Mm-hmm. So going back to marriage just briefly, I'd, and I'm definitely going to paraphrase here because I can't remember the quote, but someone once explained that marriage is 
a decision, right? Like it's, it's a business decision that you unify with somebody. Of course, we all know that there's like tax incentives and stuff like that tied to it as well. But like, here's, here's a, a modified question though. Okay. Is love an emotion or a choice? Because I do think that impacts the question about monogamy, because if you choose to love someone, then you choose to honor them. Right. But if you're going into a relationship with love as an emotion and how you feel all the time, well, when you don't feel so pleasant about that person, are you going to put in the work to make the relationship right? Or is that your indicator that the relationship is dead and it's time to a either emotionally or physically separate yourself from that relationship while staying in it? Right. So that's emotionally or physically cheating. Or is it just time for you to pick up and move and head on? But like, I think monogamy is definitely a choice. We can, we can argue that, but is love a choice or is it purely a feeling? Which do you go off of? Yes. And <laughs> Word. Um, love is definitely a choice, but um, an emotion, I think we tie it to emotions, but I, there's a level of it that it's like the romantic love, right? We tie mm. to emotions, but ultimately- the Hollywood love. Right. Like, but ultimately romantic love is still just like an offshoot of the type of regular love we have for each other as individuals. Now there are some people who choose to not see other people as potential people they can have love for in the capacity. Like you're a human being and I I care about your well being. I want you to do well. I want you to succeed and thrive and live and all that stuff. Like to me, that's just basic love it becomes romantical when the attachment is formed, right? Where it's like, I, I see myself attached to you and doing things with you and engage, like doing life with you or having experiences with you that I kind of don't necessarily want to have with a lot of other people, if not just one other person, like no other people, you know, like for my poly folks, other people, but for the monogamous folks, one other person. And so it's like, you're more so attached to this like idea of like, this is the person I want to do life with, but loving them and like the continuing to care about their happiness, their well being, all that stuff. I think like that part is a choice for sure. Mm. It takes work. Mm-hmm. I, uh, <clears throat> hot take. I don't know that I believe that monogamy or the act of, breaking out of your monogamous relationship is a choice all the time. Uh, And the reason why I say that is because as a reformed dickhead, as somebody who has been in a relationship, I I cheated on almost every girlfriend I've ever had. And it wasn't until I decided to find out why that I was able to do something about it. And sometimes it's that. We go through things and go through different traumas and we do things because of those traumas and so then I don't know if it's a conscious decision of what we're doing. My cheating wasn't a con. I never was like, you know, like, oh, this should get on my nerves. I have to go sleep with somebody else. I literally couldn't just like, I made some terrible decisions. <laughs> but, in the, but in the midst of doing them, I never thought like about that, you know, anybody's feelings. It was never a thing like, oh, I have to do this because of this. It was just like, oh, shit, this hundred. It's been three hours. I ain't got nothing to do. Ain't nothing on TV. Let me go cheat. And then I had to figure out what my relationship with women, my actual relationship with women was really about. After that, then I was able to make a choice to be the right. But sometimes it's not because we don't always know what's going on within our minds and how we 
you know, attach ourselves to things and people in order to, to stay in these type of situations. Now, love, I think love is definitely emotion. And I'm not a very emotional person, but I think that love is, is without a doubt an emotion and not a choice for me. Uh, just because after a broken heart, you can't choose to not feel, just turn off what you felt for that person, especially when you got that real bad broken heart, the ugly cry. Ooh, you know, your bottom lip turn into something different. That cry. But is that you, love or is that pain? No, but mm. but, but, would that, but would that pain would right. that pain would that pain be brought on if there wasn't love attached to it? I've literally It's the attachment. I think because the love doesn't go anywhere. It's not like you all of a sudden hate that person or you're apathetic to them. What and you're what you're sad about is giving line, up by the, way. The, the illusion, right? Or the fantasy you had or that you were attached to of what could have been for you guys or yeah, what you some, enjoyed but, about being around them. Like you're mourning the loss of the 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 dynamics of the relationship. But your feelings for that person don't go anywhere. So then, if you if they can't go anywhere, is it a choice then? Hmm. Not think, to love them. Sorry, go ahead, Todd. No, I was just like, I've been thinking about this a lot lately, and so as a former asshole myself and someone who was formerly toxic myself, I, <laughs> I've I've looked more in my my now reform days about radical love, right? And so like, what if we chose to love people, whether it is our friends, our lover, right? But what if we chose to love them like family? And before you get weird on that, right? What I mean by that is... <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I knew it was headed there. I knew it was headed there. So let it me wasn't, there. I was that, with you, Todd. You just, I was with you, you know, we come from the South, so I just got to make that very, very clear. <laughs> very, very clear. <laughs> um, but the idea of like, look, I don't have to like my family. I do have to love them, right? Like, and I, I treat my friends for the same part the same way. Like, you could be going through a terrible period in your life and also know that sometimes people put things out on you because they're internalizing what they're going through and they're just taking it out on the people that they're closest with. But once you adopt that mind frame of that, I love you. I just don't have to like you all the time. Then I think love evolves in a sense, because like there's something about the way that we look at family. Like, yeah, like there may be some family members I have that I'm just like, some days I may not want to spit on them if they were on fire. You know what I mean? But when push comes to shove against the outside world, no one's touching my cousin. No one's touching, you know, like my sister. No one's, no one's ever touching my sister. Let's be really clear about that. But like, <laughs> you know, like even like my brother-in-law, I remember one time, you know, in Jersey somewhere, a bunch of Jets fans started swarming around them. And I don't even think I had many drinks, but I just jumped in. All of a sudden I just go red because it's like, that is my family and nobody is going to fuck with my family. Right. And so I don't know, there's something about me that just feels like if we could take that mindset and adopt it to our relationships, there's a chance for things to work out, but hurt people, hurt people, healed people, heal people. So again, I don't think you can truly, I mean, it's true though. Like here, so going back to, I'm I'm, I'm definitely with you on this for other people to choose their own healing, but we don't heal nobody. 
But I'm also uh, still kind of stuck in West Side Story right now with the Jets. Sorry. Uh, as soon as you said that, I was like, <laughs> you thought it was a musical breakdown territory war. Jets. Yeah, I was. Jets. I was Jets. definitely Jets. there. Falcons. 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 <laughs> Falcons. Is it the Falcons? Are you seriously no, joking? No. <laughs> Bro, I was like, I don't, do, I don't think no. that's it. Was no. it the Sharks? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Was yeah, it? the Sharks. Yeah, the Jamie Foxx Sharks. I've seen, I've seen two minutes of that movie. <laughs> oh, you're missing show. out. You're missing out on that. We're so I'm, cultured. Like We're so experience. cultured on this podcast. Yeah. Okay. I knew I'm sorry. <laughs> I probably, not for what you did, though. <laughs> Had the right hand placement and everything. Like yeah. it was a down snap. I, okay, we're off topic. But to, <laughs> briefly, but to briefly go back, so like when Camille was talking about earlier about putting on your capes, right? That's not necessarily just akin to women. Like women aren't the only ones putting on capes and trying to go save people in relationships. Traumatized people go forward and try and save people in all of their relationships. I learned about that my my damn self through my own therapy. You know what I mean? But like when you are traumatized, you then don't want other people to go through that. So when you find someone who's going through something, it's a natural inclination for someone who has experienced trauma to want to then save them. And, you know, that's also a pit of despair for us because, again, we can't save anybody, you know, but... That's all. That's all I got for you, man. That's all I got for you. We don't know if monogamy's dead or not, but it's there for us. Somebody stomped it out. Someone <laughs> snuffed it. <laughs> Somebody did. I mean, yeah, yeah. I have other thoughts on this, but I feel like we we said some good things today. So beautiful. Yeah. Well, Miss CTG, what would you like to bring to the roundtable discussion? Today. <laughs> so as we're talking about monogamy, although um there is no cross reference, so just forget I even said that. So I was like, I really I kept it going. Like, what the fuck am I talking about? Let me see. You'd have just kept it going, just doing a little hum for no reason. And the shit would have just hit so hard. Next time, next time. I got y'all for sure. We're um, not editing that out. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what I would like to bring to the table is something that I feel like I've been seeing a lot. It's money, right? Money, mm. love, dating, relationships, this whole thing. There is the side of it where it's like men feel like all women want them for now is money. And they're so upset if a woman acts like she wants a man to take care of her. They want to split all the fucking bills now. And then there's the other side. I saw this post of, um, I guess it was a screenshot of a text combo. They were just getting to know each other. And he asked, the guy asked the girl, like, how do you feel you are with money? Not how much money you got, how much debt do you have? None of that. Like, how do you feel you are with money? She got hella offended. You don't even know me. We just started talking. You want me to tell you my business? I'm just like, what is the big deal? And I said three different things. So I'm going to let y'all pick whichever one suits your fancy the most to, to talk about. Okay. <laughs> one stood out to me immediately. It is. Well, the, la- the last thing you said, especially about uh, someone asking that question ahead of time, I think it goes back to what we just talked about, of people taking the time to get to know people. Mm-hmm. If you 
going into a relationship with somebody that can't manage money means that you got to manage money for the both of y'all. Mm-hmm. And if y'all go any further, that means you're willing to take on that person's inability to manage money, debt, <laughs> and bring it on to yourself. Mm-hmm. Depending on how much debt you have, I'm not willing to be a party. I'm not willing to really jump in. We What's the number? Me. What's the number? Yo, I'm. it's hard to say. 250K. Oh, definitely not. I'm what not, if it's I'm not, student loans? What yeah, if it's yeah, medical yeah. bills? Yeah, you yeah. should have went to community Medical college. bills or medical degrees. Yeah, you should have went to community college and you'd have been high. <laughs> Word. You're going to be with a community college doctor? Yeah. Someone's oh, working at a city MD. <laughs> I'm, I'm outside Shout of city, out city MD. MD. Shout out city MD. We Shout out city MD. MD. Yeah. Just out here looking for them. Uh, nah, like, I don't, I have the least amount of debt out of anybody I know. And that's not, it's not by chance. I just, I never really used credit cards and it just wasn't my thing. And the one piece of debt that I have is solely on the fact that I feel like I don't need to pay that. And it's very, and it's very little. So, you know, after seven years, who gives a shit? But <laughs> the idea of getting angry with somebody who's taking a time out to try to actually get to know you. And that is a part of growing with somebody. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. You're not prepared to go any further. You're not prepared. You pr- you know how trash your, your debt is probably that you got angry with him for asking? And yeah. He didn't even say how much debt. He just said, uh-uh. how do you manage your money? Yeah. That could be anything. Do you happen to do like a monthly like little bill chart that you put in so that you know how much money you have to met to go through on dates for yourself? Do you have self-care money put to the side? Do you have rainy day money put to the side? That's... That's nice things to know. If someone, if a girl's telling me she got all that stuff, I'm like, damn, she got her shit together. Mm-hmm. That's good. I appreciate that. Even if it means that we have to do things a little bit on the cheaper side because it doesn't always fall within your plans or mine. I'm okay with that. If you're not, then you deal with your own shit. But nah, I, 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 I love the fact that that person asked that question. I hate the fact that it turned into what it did. Mm-hmm. Mm. But he probably you know, save himself. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. And he handled it really graciously, I believe. Let me circle back before I before I give him all When you're dating somebody, how many dates in is it appropriate to ask that money question? Is that a first three dates or is that a post three dates? I, well, I think three is a good number to, to delineate. Well, what kind of questions do you ask on your first date? Shit, what's your favorite color? What do you like to eat? Uh, Isn't that the shit you What's your middle name? All that information is in their Tinder bios. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's all like, 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 like the preliminary. Oh, my bad. I forgot who B-Tie was. I meant Soul Swipe. Word. Soul Swipe. <laughs> I forgot. Wow. B-Tie wow. ain't that bullshit. Soul Swipe for the Soul black swipe. folks. I'm not going to lie. We can go ahead. Black and, people need you know. I, you know, there was, there was a time in the early 2000s when I was on Black Planet, you know. I believe and, it. Uh, yeah. Probably. I had my lane and I knew it, you know. <laughs> I served it well. Was your was your username like White Chocolate sixty two? No, you know what? As a matter of fact, I hated anytime anybody ever called me White Chocolate. I got so mad, or they called me White Mocha or anything like that. I really did. I got so agitated. And like anytime I, I had like this huge thing against the white Mike stereotype on like, you know, like you remember white Mike on the Wayne's brothers show. Yeah. You know oh. what I mean, like, and there's that stereotype that's in every black sitcom. They got <laughs> the one white person who just acts way out of pocket. You know what I mean? And just like, not to say there's not people who No, he's a caricature of, of course. He is a caricature. Right. 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 Not to, not to make fun of people who, who grew up in certain 
cultures and stuff like that. And that's just who they are. You know what I'm saying? Riff but raff. Like, when you turn it into like a caricature. <laughs> riff raff. Riff raff. It's okay. Yeah. We can say it. It's a 1988 <laughs> riff raff. Um, all right. So let me, I got to choose a lane on this one because money and love very serious for the same reasons that is mentioned about just longevity, right? Like, um, I think when you have the intentions of pursuing something serious, I don't know how soon it is, but I do think your reaction to that question is just as important as the answer is itself, right? So if you get hot and bothered about somebody asking about your money, then there's something there, right? And like, I think men and women will call that a red flag and we know to scratch further or there's something there that we need to be cautious about. But like, I don't know, man, I feel so bad for some people because like I had a rough time dating because like as an actor, I've put myself to the side a lot of times. I've had to work a lot of side jobs, a lot of like blue collar bottom level jobs just to keep a schedule that was open enough for the auditions to come through and all that stuff. Could have gone corporate years ago and still maybe pursued the same, you know, lifestyle. Maybe could have had a better lifestyle, but whatever. Our journey is our own and I, I've made the decisions and I'm proud of the decisions I've made, but I was not always the richest guy. That being said, I, I will be the first to admit that I have always been attracted, if there was a type, to very educated women. And sometimes they just, you know, educated women are just going to make more than me. I'm educated myself. I have my master's. But again, because of my profession... Like, yeah. So that put me at a huge disadvantage immediately because if I'm not bringing financially to to the table what you are, but I'm not looking for you to pay for me or anything like that, there are some women who are just going to be like, he's not bringing it now, therefore it's never going to be there. And there are some women who are like, they put you in the potential column, which is not always a favorite place for a guy to be. Right. But that's where I've kind of lived my whole life because my potential is like, don't worry about what it is now. Cause look at these logs I got on the fire and what I'm building for a long term. Cause I'm a Capricorn. Cause I'm ambitious. I've learned apparently that that's part of my sign. It has nothing to do with who I am, but because I'm a Capricorn. No, you only act this way because you're a Capricorn. Word. That's, and that's scientifically proven. Yeah, anyone born between December and February is the shit. I think money is also poisonous, though, because you get so <laughs> many fucking men out there. Who I saw just, you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> moving right on. Did you check my dates? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is he talking about? Like, who fits in that category? Okay, I just <laughs> numbers and also realize you left me out of the match, but this is the problem. No problem. Oh no, nah, I got you. That's gonna okay, go March late, March. late February to March. Yeah, but that's okay. <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. Uh, B you were saying something. And I'm so sorry to cut you off. Uh, no, it's cool. You were it's saying cool. something that just like resonated with me that I think is so poisonous for men. Like money and love is such a poisonous thing for men because we're taught that we're supposed to be the ones that bring both heavy to the table. Right. I remember this girl, nice young lady. We. We met through a friend. Young, lady. very beautiful. Fucked up thing is, I see her regularly now, and she ignores me. But uh, can't wait to hear what you did. I didn't. So what I did was not explain. Like she was like, "Yo, we started talking, we were texting, and then like I, I never proceeded to move forward just because I was in a state where 
I just didn't have the money to do stuff. What? I just I was taking care of rent. I got a kid. I got to take care of that. And, you know, those are my priorities. And so, I, and, and she knew I had a kid. I always keep it straight up. But I wasn't straight up about where my money was at because I don't think that we were at that level of having that conversation. So I never, I never moved forward in trying to progress. And eventually I just, we just stopped talking. Now she's angry or upset with me or chooses to ignore me because we just stopped talking, just no explanation. <laughs> but I was always afraid to explain. I didn't want to offer anything because I had nothing to offer for you right then and there in terms of going out, like trying to figure things out, dates and stuff like that. Like that was a very hard moment for me. And then it was just admitting it to myself. Like I just was not in the right place. And it was such an embarrassing feeling to not be able to do things like a date. But at the same time, we're expected that dates can are definitely not going to be split. Like you're, you're, you're the guy, you're paying for everything. Which, you know, I got to pay for my gas or if we Uber, I got to pay for the food, all that. I just wasn't in the place to do so. And it, I always felt like it's such a poisonous thing to dudes, uh, which we can do to ourselves, but to what society puts on us as far as what we're supposed to be bringing to the table every time. Mm. Yeah. The, I, yeah. Go ahead, Todd. Go ahead, be Todd. Mm. Curious on your take on that. Well, I mean, again, coming from the South, like, there are expectations set early on. Like the man is to be the breadwinner. You know, the man is to uh, take care of everything financially, yada, yada, yada. But like, this was always my pitch coming from, coming from the sideline, you know, not having so much money. I would always tell these fine young ladies, you don't want to do with money. He's just going to cheat on you anyway. I'm too broke to cheat. You know what I'm saying? You can just settle on down with me. We can have a nice sandwich in the park. To cheat, let's not even front, but okay. (laughs) Well, broke nigga, broke nigga, cheat all the time. More, more. They got more time. They don't need to know that. In their mind, that makes sense, right? Big time. When I tell you, they're always traveling for business. Are you that metro car? That metro car work no matter who you're going to see. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I know, but she doesn't need that to know that. That metro car work no matter who you're going to see. And if you and if you got a little brother, that green one work too. What? Money is funny car. though, man. Money, <laughs> money is power though, right? And like money can be used to manipulate whoever you're in front of. So it's one thing to say finances are incredibly important for this union, for this relationship, whatever it wants to be like, because I want to make sure that you're not going to fuck me up or bring me into debt, or, you know, we're not going to be sitting at home and the lights are going to cut off all of a sudden. Those are, those are one things, but then like flashiness and lifestyle, I don't believe that that should be a standard that's attached to it. Like if you see something and you are someone who has very high standards and you're someone who wants to be taken care of and stuff like that, then that's cool. Then that is the man that you're, you've set your, your sights on to go get and achieve. And I don't have anything wrong with that, but I do think that there's also like too much permission given if somebody has really really well off with money and we're just assuming that they're just going to be a great provider but again there's an emotional component to this relationship and is that going to be is the money going to be enough to just satisfy that part of you so i'm really curious to hear your opinion miss ctj i am so curious here. Mm-hmm. this there's a main reason too i'll let you say <laughs> what you get but this you did a at one point i, I was like oh i want to know what she thinks 
I have, okay, so obviously, you know, we all have grown up in the same society where men, you know, are, they take care of you, that sort of thing. But at the same time, that isn't necessarily the example that I grew up with. Both of my parents worked, you know, I think my dad's job may have paid more, but they both were contributing to the household, right? It wasn't one of those, like, my mom was sitting home just kicking it. She, you know, I've always seen the example of women working. I am a business owner myself, you know, so I don't necessarily subscribe to the notion that I need to be completely taken care of by men, but I also really value men who are willing to be of contribution to my life and do things to be of value to my life. And to pretend that money is not something that helps make people's lives easier is like, I'm not even going, like we, we're, I'm not even going to run down that road because it's not realistic. I'm living reality today. Um, the other thing we were talking is about the dates and having to be the one to take care of everything and all that. Like, I totally respect the fact that you saw that that just wasn't the space you were in and said, let me not, because what a lot of these jokers will do out here is be broke and then, excuse me, save up enough for one date and then try to ride off that one date for the rest of the, like coast off that shit. That first yeah, super date. You know what I mean? Like, like, you can get That's a rewards program out of itself, right? right? That first. You remember date. those mozzarella sticks, baby? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd be like, so I thought we could just stay in tonight, and next thing you know, because now you all gassed up, you're like four months down the line. Like, hold up, we haven't left the house. This thing hasn't even brought over a bottle of wine when he came by the crib. Like, you know, just like things like that. And then you're like, oh, what happened? Are those the same drawers he had? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I get that part though. So, so I definitely acknowledge that. And even for myself, like on the flip side as a woman, there are times where I have not been as active in dating or even trying to be out there because I'm like, I know I'm focused right now. Like I'm bored. Listen, I got um, unanswered text message. (laughs) Anyways, we're not going to get in my business today. Mm. I'm saying it's like when you are, when you're focused, when you're working a lot, you know, and trying to build something, it's, I don't really want to have to split my energy and my efforts, you know, because if I fucks with you, I fucks with you. I'm going to be like into you. But right now, you know what I'm really into is building my business. And so, um, I think that that is also a conversation and I don't know where I originally started. So I'm curious to know what was the hmm that I did. So I can oh, speak on it. It was a big one. Uh, when you had said men and they're splitting bills. <laughs> yeah. You do a little jab in there. I don't think, I no, think you okay, like see, the notion I of it. I don't, I don't. Here's the thing. I don't have an issue with it if it's fair Right. Like, I mean, is there a part of me that, of course, again, would love to have the man take care of a little more. But if we are being honest about where we are and we're both making about the same amount of money and we are trying to build something together, then, yeah, like, let's do the thing that's going to propel us as a unit. And it goes back to that marriage, you know, monogamy conversation. It's like we're coming together because we're building together. And so splitting bills, will that put both of us in a better position to sew into ourselves and into our unit? If we're splitting things, then great. But what I hate seeing right now is these 
people on the internet bitching and complaining like, oh, I got to split this with them. Why do I need to split? And I'm out here working and, and she, I got to pay all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. And what is she doing? What is she bringing to the table? It's like all of a sudden what I see is that men are trying to equate their financial contribution with the all the other things that women, we tend to naturally do to add to your lives that aren't... Um, what you can't put a price Tangible. tag on it. There we thank you. Right. And so that's the other part of the conversation. I don't understand why there is so much resistance to being somebody who can help make your partner's life a little easier so that they can make your life better. Because y'all have to admit, when a woman comes in your life and she's a good woman or she's the right person, like a good partner for you, your life is elevated. Yes. Thank you. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Here's what I, here's, here's what. Come with the bullshit. I, as a man, (laughs) never fucking appreciate though. You, especially within the first six months of getting to know me, will never be entitled to my money. I don't give a fuck if it's the first date, if it's the seventh date. You do not have the right to tell me what it is that you want to do and then assume that I'm going to pay for it. I'm going to invite you to do things that are inside of my wheelhouse. But I've had so many women just off the first conversation tell me, well, you know, I want, I want my, you know, there are certain things I'm willing to pay for. Right. I, I definitely love pampering, but pampering is like another tier of the relationship. Once we get there, you know what I mean? But we do have, I'm not going to say all women, never all, but we do have women in that same vein as those guys though, who, if there's a guy who's super defensive about not wanting to pay for anything, there's also a woman out there who's asking for everything from the very beginning mm-hmm. and holding your masculinity hostage with that. Right. Mm-hmm. You can't and that's what we won't stand for. Like there was that show ready to love or whatever on own, all those like older singles, this man got kicked off because he was like, She's like, well, are we paying the bills or are you paying the bills? It's like, oh, well, you know, we can kind of like look and see what we got. But the man was a DJ. He was a radio DJ. So he's like, he's got a great career, but he's probably pulling in 45. You know what I'm saying? He got voted off of this show just because all the women bonded together that he can't take care of. And therefore, you know, it's suspect or whatever, just because he, he, what do you call it? Hesitated at the answer about who's going to take That's care of what. Bullshit. The, the reason why it hit me so hard, at least the 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 issue that I mentioned, was I do appreciate what you're saying, especially around what someone brings to your life and how they elevate with the non-tangibles. The thing is, I was raised to not be waiting for nobody to fulfill those non-tangibles. Mm-hmm. My father said, if you wait around for a woman to feed you, you could starve. So he told all the boys how to cook. We all learned how to sew. We all learned how to wash our laundry by hand. Then we learned how to use the machine. We all learned every aspect of how to take care of ourselves to the max. So in an instance of not having someone, we can still be good. Same thing with my sisters. We, as eight of us, we all know how to do these things. Most, most of the, the boys and my, my brothers cook more than my sisters because my father cooked more than my mother. Same. He would come home from work. My father would cook, and my mother just she was she wasn't the best cook. <laughs> Yo, I didn't think my mom could cook until my parents got divorced. Low key, I was like, <laughs> sorry, 
was concerned. And then I hate to laugh at that, but that was funny. But I, it's the truth because my dad did all the cooking. I mean, okay, ninety percent of the cooking my dad did. So, so, so did my father. <laughs> so in that instance, because I got in an argument with, I wouldn't say a, a light discussion about it, because I was like, I'm not paying nobody. When I look at it, it's kind of like you said, if we're coming together, right? Let's say we up in New York. The average one bedroom apartment in New York is somewhere around seventeen, maybe eighteen hundred dollars a month. Excuse me, Miss, can you afford that by yourself? Are you <laughs> struggling to pay that by yourself? If you are, and you decide to come live with me, why should I then struggle to pay for mine and yours? And I ask that question for the for for the people out there that think that the other should pay everything. Mm-hmm. And she was like, "Well, I cook." I was like, "Well, I cook." So no, all you're really doing is showing me that in the, at the end of it, I could live by myself and enjoy all the things that I bring to myself. And just go out there and fuck somebody out there and just come back to my house and sleep in my bed with nobody because I don't like to share covers. <laughs> right? That's all you're telling me. All you, if, if all you bring into the table is pussy, no matter how much I eat, I'm still going to starve. And that is the reality of the situation. It's nasty, b Don't think too hard into it. No, I just uh, want to know how liberal you were with eat. If that just meant like we're, we're out here, we're eating. You know or if you're just man. talking about eating. You said know nasty. how much so of he uh it <laughs> because I <laughs> the liquidity splits. For me, it's a it's a very I remember once this young lady, we were sitting in the car and she's like, Is we've been knowing each other and we had known each other since high school. And she said, Yo, when are we gonna when are you gonna take me out on a date? And I was still in the position where I was like, "That's a bad know. position." <laughs> when a woman ask you that, oh boy, that's an uphill right, climb. Right. She really didn't like it. <laughs> like, she didn't like my answer. Hate the signs. She said, well, so when we got, "No, we we were cool, and we were like in that talking phase. We're like, we could possibly oh, do this." Okay. But when she said that, I said, "Well, I don't know. Um, I'm not in the the notion that like I'm not in the belief that I should be paying to figure out if I want to want you to be my girlfriend." Oh. And I don't. I still believe. That. I don't believe that y'all should be paying to figure out if you like somebody. You know how harsh that is. You're not paying to figure out if you like them. I mean, You're paying to have you experiences with somebody. Sure. Now, if you go on a terrible date that you got to pay for, are you paying to figure out if you like that person? At the You're co- paying at the <laughs> at the core of it, are you paying to figure out if you like that person? That means you didn't do your due diligence. You didn't have no phone conversation, no text message sure. beforehand. Like you didn't, you didn't get your work in. You can start to, but people but are different. But people are different. I get phone. what you're saying. However, right? I don't like the way you said that. Yeah, it's because it's, it's so goddamn real. <laughs> I, don't, I don't appreciate the way you said that shit. Is, let, me, let me ask you a question: Is when a sure. woman, we all know the scenario when someone says, you know, well, what do you bring to the table, and the woman says. I am the table. How do you feel about that? Is the table enough? We still need chairs. Is the table? I didn't know you was fucking IKEA. I <laughs> no, you're not. What do you bring us to the table? The table is my life. When <laughs> when I ask that question, what do you bring into the table? I'm speaking of my life. How are you enriching my life? So it doesn't always have to be financial. Mm-hmm. How are you enriching my life? How are you trying to help me with? bringing peace to whatever it is that is rocking my life. What is it that you're, what, what position are you putting me in to make myself better? Let's say you're, you're better off. How are you making me understand? Listen, take your time. 
You got this. I'm starting my business. Continue to push me to not give up on my stuff. That's that's bringing something to the table. That's that's those intangibles that that Ms. CTG was talking about. That you can't just find within every person or everywhere, right. and they matter. But when people when people look at that question, especially these new men and new women these days, and they go, "What do you bring to the table?" They strictly think about money. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. not always about mm-hmm. money, and they, they the answers are always inside. Oh, what kind? I, the same thing I heard. Uh, what kind of man asks, "What do you bring to the table?" That means he he don't have his table. He don't have his life together. No, no. The reason why I'm asking is because I have my life together, and I want to know what value you are. I hate that question though. To be honest, what do you like, I think it is like, yeah, like it's such a trash ass question because it is it it puts people in a position to have to defend themselves and prove their worth yeah, and their value. Before you should see the value in somebody, right? Yeah. It's like if you don't, if all because at the end of the day, like if we're dating apps or whatever, right? You swipe right, so you're swiping right on my aesthetics, or because you read something, if you happen to read my bio, that sparked your interest. Like build off of that. That's already. Right one point of my value because I got your interest. You find me interesting, Mm -hmm. which means I could potentially bring more interesting things into your life. But if you put me in a position now where I got to start listing off my fucking credentials and my qualities and attributes, I'm basically shortcutting the process for you and giving you, and you're making a decision off of what, and some people don't even look at themselves and assess themselves um, accurately. Both good and bad. Some people don't see all the amazing things about them. And a lot of other people really think that they're fucking dope when they're trash. That is is a universal truth. So it's like, you're not even going to get an accurate answer regardless. The only thing people can list off are the things that are like, well, I have a degree and I have a job and and these are my skills. But this is not a job interview. You know what I'm saying? So I, I can't. <laughs> it is, but it isn't, right? So it's just, it's. I don't know. I hate that question. Next time somebody asks me that shit, I'm using the star method to answer. <laughs> Let's see how much, how how well they like that shit. I straighten up my tie. Well, well, uh, yeah, I hate that shit. Bring out a yeah. SWOT analysis to the table on the first day. Exactly. These are my strengths, my weaknesses, my opportunities, and my threats. Where can you fit it's like if people don't even fall in love with none of that shit anyways like that's not those aren't the things that make or break relationships right like look at the people who we end up actually making commitments to and then look at <laughs> what they bring to the table and half the time we're like damn he didn't even bring that that mm-hmm. or that but i still love that motherfucker like that's just where it ends up so I, it's a ridiculous question i mind. used to be really insecure about that question because I finances was the one thing I could not bring. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I I, I built my whole self perception, you know, my whole life being around that I am a completely capable, emotionally intelligent partner. You know what I'm saying? And like, same thing. I had to learn how to cook at a very young age because my mom couldn't cook. She was coming home late as hell and I wanted to eat. And so my grandma taught me how to cook. So I started cooking for the family just so we could eat. And that's a, I'm not going to lie, that skill has worked wonderfully for me in the dating game. You know what I mean? Because like, I may not be able to take you to a nice restaurant, but let, let me bring you over non-sexually invitation to the house, but you can watch me put this thing together because for me, especially food is love. You know what I mean? Food is an expression of love. And if I make something banging for you in front of your face, I didn't order it and just sneak it onto a plate and serve it up to you. Like that's something else. 
Another thing is like now, I couldn't always say this back then, but now in place of maybe financial fortitude, I can bring you transparency. Uh (laughs) You know what I mean? Which is like (laughs) invaluable as hell these days in relationships. But like that question did used to really, it used to really get under my skin because it was my insecurities flaring up because it was the one thing I didn't have. But I think we all have agreed here that like there's just so much more to a relationship. But I do feel like financial wellness is worth venturing down some point as long as, you know, they check off the other boxes. If there's someone you want to care about and grow with, then finances is is always going to come up sooner or later. I'm going to start answering that question with like the worst possible answers. Like I wish somebody would. What do you bring it to the table? Not a twin bed. Uh, because I'm an adult. Uh, I also am no longer. I am also no longer on parole. So there's that. Um, so no I'm thinking, bed, but I got a sick ass futon. Yeah, this futon hitting, and it's actually better for your back. So when I blow that out, you <laughs> you'll be all right. Rest up. Oh, we don't Jesus. need the twin mattress. We just get the air mattress out the closet. I always I, treat it like a hotel don't, don't, for a night. Those for me, I think, and 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 I think it's so funny because for men we go, we have to go so hard in our and proving our value, right? And it's always with the financial stuff, and it sucks. But like sometimes I get so angry because, you know, when I was younger, now in my thirties, it's, it's hard pressed to find. But when I was younger, like you talking to a girl and she like, oh, what you like at the bus stop? Oh, where your car at? First of all, we're at the same bus stop, miss. Don't ask me questions like that. Where's your car? Okay, don't ask me questions like that. And you stop to think about it, and you're like, motherfucker, you're going back to your mom's house right now to a twin bed. And I always think about it like that. Like, how dare you, when you got a twin bed at your mom's house, Mm -hmm. ask me about what I can bring to you? No, you're at your mom's house on a twin bed. And you still don't have anything in your savings. What's going on in your life? Like, Like, how dare you? I've always been so angry with that. That's always bothered me. Where's your car at? I got a Metro card. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Shout out to everybody listening to us from a twin bed right now, by the way. I hope it's cozy. I hope you got a down stomach. comforter on there and you got Laying on their stomach pillows. with their knees bent, just kicking behind them. Appreciate oh, your struggle. Listen. listen <laughs> of all the terrible things we said, the oh was the worst. <laughs> by far the worst that you could have done. Nothing hurts a heart more than oh, so, so condescending. It's like why you gotta why you, oh, leave them alone. Let them be where they're at until they're not there no more. It's okay. Uh, so, do you think you fin- you've wrapped up with just that conversation, or do you have more? That's what I've been sitting here. I'm like, is there anything else I want to bring up about this money shit? But you know what? We got a whole like series of episodes to do. So there will be more. I'm sure this is going to come up again in another iteration. Oh, God. I am. You already know. Once I get this new raise, I'm going to be a different type of conversation. (laughs) You going back to your mom's house on the queen bed? Because we only do California Kings over here, Ooh, homie. Child, listen. And if you don't have well, a head New York okay, apartment is going to fit a California King. Oh, you that's, just buy the whole first floor. That's just a studio. Room. You that's just put that in the living room. And that's you know all that saying? you get. You just roll get over a, to the kitchen. And just and the right. <laughs> roll over 25 feet to the kitchen. And you're right. good to go. 
Oh gosh, yeah. So I think I feel like for now I've gotten y'all's take on this money life, this money thing with dating. So can't wait for it to come up again though. Absolutely. When I get my first sugar daddy, I'll come back. Hey, you got that? Because okay. I, I mean, because no old white business. women checking for me. Mind can you, can you flew us out? <laughs> And we can all record an episode of as a team. Oh, that yeah. yeah, flew out the team. Yeah, if, he, if, they, if they flew, if they flew when you out, they got to yeah. flew us out too. Uh, it's a package sure. deal, homie. Done and done. It's done. All right. And done. Yeah. It's, gonna answers, some, <laughs> it's gonna be so. <laughs> My intro is gonna get popping by week three. Oh man, I'm gonna have a whole verse. Mantis. We're gonna have some 85 year old nigga named Benjamin flying us out. Saying, oh. Mancers, mancers. <laughs> in first class. I will probably read them. I'm shooting Benny, for my boy. Benny, get over here, you old son of a bitch. Thanks for flying <laughs> us out. Yeah, <laughs> I dab him up and put the Viagra in his hand. You know what I'm saying? Go take care of business, brother. He give you a slow ass wrinkled <laughs> wink. <laughs> I don't know if I'm offended that y'all think I can't pull, uh, you know, a sugar daddy a little more attractive. You know what I'm saying? But Who said no one said Benjamin wasn't attractive. attractive. But you said he had a wrinkled wink. No, yeah, well, he doesn't control yeah. that. That's just how skin uh, works. <laughs> he has no control over time. That's, he's got money. <laughs> he just is not into vanity. Right? Got he can't get the we, Botox. We're going, through, we're going through a pandemic. Nobody was out here getting Botox. It's just like we didn't have to look at the bottom half so, so the challenge has been issued then is what you're saying. So like how fine of a sugar daddy can I get? Okay, cool. cool, cool you cool. might get you one of these new age ones that's running around on Instagram Becoming models at 67 years old. Or uh, you could go the opposite way. You can get your nice little influencer around 20, 22 years old these days. Mm-hmm. I already know I Shit, eight year olds that. making 240 million on YouTube. Raise them so. up. Raise, raise them up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Keisha Cole already told me I can't raise He's, a man. So nah, you got sometimes you gotta sometimes you gotta take them out their twin bed. <laughs> <All right? laughs> hey baby, listen, you ain't gotta go, you don't gotta put your sneakers under your bed no more. All right. This here's you a whole we got a hallway closet. All right. Hey, kick them off at the foyer. Wipe them off. Shout out to anybody who says foyer. <laughs> <laughs> See, we classy. This is a culture. We are classy here. I was about to take it to church and say the vestibule. So Ooh, I'm so glad you oh, said <laughs> You just I still get confused when people tell me to get something out of the bureau. I'm like, yeah, the bureau? The what the hell are we in? The, the line dresser? the witch in the wardrobe shit going on. The bureau. <laughs> a, a fucking bureau? Who's, yo, my parents say that. Ooh, that was good. Who's what do we got uh, next? What do we got next? It is. You're up. I, I love all the topics that we've done so far because I think it just works. It's been, we accidentally made some that rode the wave of everything that we're talking about. And I think it goes hand in hand when it comes to gender roles. Ooh. So my topic was the idea of gender roles and how uh, this new wave I've seen in a lot of pictures of women proposing to their men. Oh, hell. What do we think of women proposing to men? It's a no for me, dog. <laughs> I would. I definitely want to hear your your idea because you are the woman, you are the piece of our team that can speak to this. Me myself personally, I because all of those I want to make sure are included. It's mm-hmm. going to be a no for me. Um, my the way that I view how 
men move energetically, right? Is like, y'all seem to find value in the pursuit. You find a little bit of enjoyment in the pursuit. Um, You also enjoy being allowed to lead. And Mm -hmm. I say allowed because Mm -hmm. please understand it's a choice, right? And so as a woman, me taking that away from you is almost selfish. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm taking your joy. I'm not allowing you to lead. I'm not allowing you to pursue. I'm just like, so why? I would never want to be that selfish of a partner to say, let me steal his joy and his thunder and make this proposal to him. Mm -mm. It's a no. What could possibly make a woman want to propose to a man? Desperation. I don't think desperation. I'm I'm on the opposite spectrum of you both with this. Okay, you don't know my on. spectrum. How the you. bullshit is. Uh, your proposal fluidity. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for questioning. <laughs> How dare you? I have not asserted my opinion yet. Ooh, okay, go so, ahead. so say your opinion. Let me hear Fuck it. no. Don't propose to me. <laughs> so I knew it. <laughs> don't fucking propose to me. Are you kidding me? Get off the ground. What the fuck are you doing down there? Why not? But did you see the one of the chick where she was pregnant and doing that? Yeah, oh. that was a bit that was a bit much. But I'm still not against get you, it. Go get you a counselor. Go practice oh, self-love. Why? Because, man, like I, I will admit there are very few things that I'm traditional about, but I don't know. I really have no explanation other like than this is just the way feel I feel. Like it's but like, um, I don't know. I, I, I personally, I just don't feel like there's a lot of things that are demasculating to me anymore. Just because sure. I feel secure and I feel like in control of those situations. And yes. um, I think, yeah, okay. So if I ask the question, what's going to make a woman want to propose? I do think it is desperation, and desperation is not attractive to me. Um, I don't think desperation is like attractive to anybody, but like, I, I, I'll admit it for all the, wrong, the reasons. Not been on the, re- the receiving end of some good desperation. Well, that's true, but that's I'm sorry. That's single desperation. <laughs> that's not relationship desperation. Single desperation <laughs> just trying to get anything to get that back in their life. You know I, mean, I mean, listen, you just. She got these cheeseburgers, man. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, I do love the pursuit. I do love to lead. I do not have to lead all the time because I do believe in a partnership. And I do believe that two heads are better than one. However, I do want to set the tone. Like, I do believe that in a very antiquated way, sorry for the big word, but like, if a man at the very, very least... At the very least, I think the man can afford to be the protector of the relationship, right? Mm. And I do think that proposing is setting a tone and kind of protecting the relationship, the marriage, the kids, everything that follows. And not to mention, like, you're also being super intentional about what you want with that woman. Whether you intend to honor that commitment and stuff like that down the line, like, you can't say, but it's a, it is a proper step in my opinion where I, I don't know. It just, I cannot ever see myself sticking my finger out and saying, I, I will, or I mean, you don't say, you're I saying do. What yes. Say? All right. You say yes. Yes. Yes, yes sweetheart. Married. Thank you no. for dropping down to me. is not saying that. is saying, get gangsta. the fuck up. What are you doing down there? She's proposing to a gangster. That's what she's doing. Thank you, sweetheart. Uh, 
I would say this, right? I'm in the middle because I don't know that I want a woman to propose to me. But that's just because I'm awkward as fuck. Like, I would laugh first because I think that it's hilarious that you did this. Damn. But I'm also she is scarred if you laugh at her. Proposal. That's why I would. That's why I wouldn't want it to happen. Because could you imagine? Like you, you like, damn, baby, look at that shit over there. You turn around and she on knee with her. See, you just laugh. You just ruined her whole. You just killed all her, her insecurities. Just went through the roof because you laughed first. That's why I wouldn't want to do it because I would laugh because you know somebody else is gonna say some shit too. Hey man, y'all see that chick over there proposing? She pregnant. Yeah. Can you imagine but, if she if she went all out and got the whole family there and like your friends? Hilarious, hilarious. Because I'm gonna have to beat up her brothers after. Um, that goes without saying. <laughs> but but look, the reason why I'm okay with the notion of somebody doing it is because I think when it comes to marriage, when it comes to saying, "Hey, I'm ready to decide that I want to spend the rest of my life with you," and I'm gonna ask you if you're willing to do the same thing. Why is that all on the man? Sometimes it doesn't go the right way. You know how embarrassing that is for a dude to sit there and go through all the options of finding the correct ring, finding the correct time. I'm ready to do this for someone to tell you no. So if you are ready to, and you are feeling that you are ready to spend that time with me and want to know if I'm ready, why can't you ask me that same question? Why can't you propose to me? Because that's what it is. Whether we've had the conversation about getting married and moving forward and what we want to see with our lives, it still holds the question of, will you actually do it with me? Why is that a one-sided way to why is that a one-sided way to ask that question? So you're now on the opposite is, end of the spectrum from us. You're I'm just not, sitting in the I'm middle. In a, I'm in the middle of that spectrum. I'm not on the opposite know, end. Because your stance because feels real opposite side. It, it's opposite to I think what the original what everyone's original train of thought is. Because I myself, I have already like plotted out like when I get married or who whomever I ask to marry, I plotted it out. I've got I've got lots of great material for me to go on. I got different environments. I got different, I got a whole bunch of different things. And I planned it out and I'm excited about the notion of it. But let's say said woman was ready and willing to ask and wanted to ask me, who am I to tell her that she has to wait for me to ask her? Mm. And that's why I think it's it's okay for someone to ask that proposal. But it's why okay can't to it, ask. Why can't it just okay. be a conversation about marriage? That's though? what I was going to say. Because like, you're, because you're still changing it. it. Because you're, you're you're taking it to a conversation to make it easier for yourself when we're not acknowledging that it's just because it's a super masculine thing to do. Making it a conversation takes away from the proposal. You're not you're not making your proposal via conversation. Why does she have to? Well, there are some out here who, who have. And there are some that, yeah. that go into the, the contract of marriage with that unified thought process. But I'm talking about when you're ready to ask that question, why does it you have to wait for the man to be ready to ask? If you, as a grown woman, are ready to want to know if I'm willing to spend the rest of your life with you, why can't you ask me? And I believe that I you should be able to ask. But you not wanting to is because you're accustomed to the idea that the woman is the one that's always asked. Is it not? And I don't want to speak for you, but yes. as a general rule, it's because that's usually how it goes. Yes, that's how it goes. But also, to me, if we're going to speak about like emotional maturity, right? Like mm-hmm. we already know men, y'all take a little longer to go to, to get places that we're we women. <laughs> you know, I was being a generous. Okay? Um, and so part of that the reason why I would probably not 
propose to my man for marriage is because there is the potential that I'm somewhere he is not yet. And so by me rushing the timeline, you know, like he is not, he's not there. He might not have caught up yet. So that's, that's one piece, but also mostly because I just feel like, you know, shit, I'm a goddess. You need to bring the offer to the goddess. And so that's where I'm going to lead up. So may I ask, (laughs) if you're not willing to ask him because you feel like he's not ready yet, what if he asked you within that same timeline? Would you say no? If I was ready and he wasn't? No, so you said how you... You said you're not sure that he's at the the, the maturation level, mm-hmm. so you don't want to ask because you don't want to rush that timeline of his maturation. Well, but no, then not he turns rush around his the next maturation, day. Sure. But he needs to be like I think that there is a certain decision mm-hmm. that men have to make in order to be in a position to want to like commit themselves to a lifetime partner. Right. And that's not something that I can initiate. I think that it's something that he has to initiate within himself because women, we are kind of wired to be more already like, Hey, I'm with you. I'm I'm your partner. Right. Like we, we are in partnerships from our first boyfriends in high school. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I think that the mindset to go from like, I'm out here just dating, I'm single, but yeah, this is my girl, but you know, we don't, I don't really know. Like y'all could be together seven years and you still don't really know. And so it's like, you're the, you're the only one as the man who can really say, okay, I'm in a space now where I'm going to, I'm ready to make somebody my life partner. And yeah. so it's not for me to come with the ring and decide that for you. And so, and if our timelines don't align and I'm ready and you're not, and it doesn't feel like everything, other things are breaking down, then it's on me to also tip on out. Yeah. You know, and that, so, yeah. I like, I mean, this is, this is a generalism for sure, but like from the numbers game, right? Like, I believe there's more women to men on this earth. Right. And like, I do just, I think that's always going to play a factor subconsciously just throughout humanity of men do take longer to just reach that point where they're like ready for commitment, ready for the responsibility of a relationship, but not just like, this is not just relationship. We're talking about marriage again. Like you want to bring it back full circle to the conversation we had at the top. This is like, I'm choosing you for life. And I feel like it does take men a lot longer, not just like in that relationship, but just in our life to reach that point where we've shed the fuck boy skin, I guess. And we are ready to step clean into that. And because of that, I think it's like the best default to wait for the man to step forward and say he is ready. Because if you're asking him before he's ready it's like in that scenario, it's been seven years. He hasn't proposed. He doesn't know. So she's going to propose to him and that's going to make things better. Like how much, and like, what else are you setting the tone for there? Like, are you saying like the reason she's going to have to be doing everything? She's going to have to make the first move on everything. Like the reason why I'm hard pressed. What does he bring into the table? (laughs) The reason why why I don't immediately. I am the table. Yeah. Ikea out here. The reason why I don't immediately adhere to that is that I've seen so many young men have children outside of wedlock and they weren't necessarily ready to become men. 
but that kid changed that. And it's not the best thing to do. It's not the best order to go in. But there are things, there are circumstances that put us in place that make us see, oh, I got to step up. I got to do this. And you don't know if that question is it for that for that person in that relationship. I just think that it should be free range for anybody to completely express how they feel and ask and do whatever they want to. It's their lives. Like, also I just that- don't, I hate, like for me, I've always hated gender roles because right. as a, as a, I like to believe that I'm a real man now. As a real man now, as a understand, I have a daughter. I don't want my daughter to live her life based on how other people tell her how she lived because she's a girl. Right. I wouldn't want that for my sisters. I don't. I wouldn't want that for my mother. I don't want that for you. I don't think it's anyone's place to tell anybody how they can live their lives. So when it comes to these gender specific rules, it bothers me because they are doing just that. They're telling people how they can live their life. So I always go. Do what the fuck you want. I, I, I For agree. sure. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, are there scenarios where it definitely could work? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, I think especially as society progresses more and adopt. Well, it not progresses more. As society accepts gender fluidity more and more, I can see scenarios where that's going to be an acceptable thing. It's acceptable now. It's just the question was, would I do it? And fuck no. Like, but I'm hardwired. <laughs> I can't even give you a clear conscious answer about why I wouldn't want to do it. Right. This is just purely instinctual. And it's also me just kind of feeding off of like what I've been taught my whole life and just what I've accepted as a truth. I don't have anything necessarily against it. If it's going to make them happy, that's the ultimate goal, right? If it's going to make that couple happy, great. I just can't see very many scenarios where that's likely, but I will never say that it cannot be so, or, you know, I, I, I don't like adhering to gender roles a hundred percent of the time. Cause I just, I, I, I think there's always room for difference. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, I totally agree with that. So, and, and kind of like what B Todd was saying, like my answer strictly personal, right? Absolutely. Because once you, it's like, we take it the step LGBTQ, T, I, nope, right. whatever the, the LG, the letters. <laughs> One of them so, got replaced. One of them the did community. get replaced. Right. I'm like, I don't, I'm sorry. I apologize. No shade, y'all. Just, I just don't know. Um, <clears throat> one, they're, they're same sex couples, right? And so, or same gender couples, you know, or now you have the, if somebody is trans or if they are non-binary. So like, I fully understand that this is not a universal um, particular type of um, edict that we can make. I just know for me and how I like to operate in my femininity, I want my man on, you know, begging <laughs> me to be his life partner. <laughs> Benny? Want, well, Benny want, only got three or four years left anyway. He got to get the show not getting down on them raggedy ass knees. Benjamin is not getting down those raggedy ass knees. Benjamin is big enough; he don't have to get on his knee. Okay, he's got one of those wheelchairs. Stand him upright and then lower him down like one of those buses that you see in the side where they got to kneel down for. Yeah, he got to let the hydraulics out on his wheelchair to get down there for. Or he's just gonna say, "Can you just go up two steps, and I'm gonna just stand right here. I'm gonna just sit right here." Um. Yeah, but I, I definitely, I, I agree. Is like for sure. A lot of gender roles are steeped in patriarchal tradition. Um, And so 
a lot of them are bullshit, but some of them do, I think, speak to kind of just the energetics of the masculine and the feminine. And so there's that. But um, yeah, I will not be pregnant on the beach proposing to a man. Not at nine months, at least. Not at any month. She was at at birth. (laughs) That baby hair was coming out the bottom. She said, I've got to get it done today or else it's not going to happen. And that's the scariest part of all. I think the weirdest part is that he covered his mouth like this. (laughs) For those of us, for those of y'all who are listening, I used used three fingers. Everybody is listening. We are not a video. (laughs) And I pressed hard against my lips and I... (gasps) Uh, thank you for the and sound. And his other hand waved down because oh, it fluttered because his heart was at a flutter. Oh, and boy. so his uh, his left hand did the oh my god, and then he covered his oh my god because he didn't want you to see him say it. All right, so they're a gender fluid couple then. Yeah, wow. except for him. Except they needed those gender roles when it came to procreation, but outside of that, hey. they, they found what works for them. And what can we ask for more than that? Right? It's all about balance in the world. And uh, that's and what hey, we're bringing. And that's what we've achieved here today. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did we answer your question, Is? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, honestly, uh, for, for, for the people that are going to listen now, for the people that are going to listen in the future, the, just the ability for us to sit back and have these conversations in a neutral setting with respect for each other and respect for what's, what's going on, it's wonderful. I think we, we're going to change a lot of people's perspective on these hard lined ideas of what they had. And it's a beautiful thing. So I enjoyed everything that we did today. And I'm just really excited and really happy about Mansers. I'm Yay! super excited about Mansers. what the fuck is Great first episode. Great first episode. <laughs> okay, boys. So we've talked about monogamy. We've talked about money. We've talked about gender roles slash women dropping down to one knee. And they're not getting their eagle on. So what? Drop <laughs> <laughs> down and get your <laughs> So what would you say we have learned today, class, to wrap up our episode, our inaugural episode at that? Mm. B. Todd, what did you learn today? I learned that um, sugar daddies deserve their place and their respect in this world. <laughs> You're goddamn right. <laughs> Benny's a good dude. We need to look out for Benny's. Goddamn right. What did you learn, Is? <laughs> um, I learned that we're some magnificent motherfucking people. And that niggas like B-Tide could turn around and use antiquated in sentences for no reason. Um, That's true. And then, but you know, and then, and, then, and then attach it to being a big word. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for bringing that back up. I'm it was four syllables. I think you get okay. You, so you just meant in letter and in, in the amount of letters in it, but not it actually being a big Got it. word. Right. Okay, cool. It was cool. <laughs> right. Um, I learned that. Uh, I learned that there's so much more to the idea of what do you bring into the table. Mm-hmm. Then even I think we were that I initially sought out or thought about, especially in, when it comes to the value of the person uh, who is being asked that, that question and what we're looking at when we ask that question. Uh, so it is said 
you know, think about what you're asking, think about who you're asking, think about why you're asking any of the questions that you're asking, especially in the idea of getting to know somebody. Miss mm-hmm. ETG. Well, first things first, I learned that I am the table. So mm. Mm. thank I you. Can't. You know, if you're, if you're coming, please bring a tablecloth, your settings, a and you know, your good China. Okay. <laughs> please. Bring- <laughs> there ain't no Dixie house, motherfuckers. Uh-uh. Bring the good China. The this one that's no in Dixie the cabinet. House. Okay. Um, also, I learned that monogamy is fluid. Hmm. That's hmm. what I feel like I got from that. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, and it's just as fluid as who Israel thinks can make a proposal for hmm. marriage. Not me personally, but, <laughs> but who is. But you have the choice. Right. Hmm. That if I wanted to, I could propose to B Todd or Is. Is will laugh at me, but he might still say yes. B Todd is going to give me a hell no, but the proposal can still be made. I'm just going to push you kick back that, on your forehead. Kick that other leg out. Yeah. He's going to hit me with the Sparta. This is but, Sparta. What the yeah. fuck is you doing down here? His voice going to change up. He's going to turn right into T.I. <laughs> whoa, whoa. We're, look, we're not trying to I don't want to be in get any conversation as T.I. Hey, right get now get your ass up expeditiously you're not just going to sit around here oh, and God. go ahead and propose to me I'm not in a position to sit there and allow this preposterous ideas to go ahead and hand I love T.I. the rapper I hate T.I. the speak and spell slash thesaurus champion that we never got to see but, Clifford Harris. Uh, the, uh, yeah. Clifford Harris III. That's going to be the name of your Clifford. sugar daddy. Clifford Harris Clifford. III. Allegedly. He's going to come through. If he want to be wrapped up in that right now. Let, let them sort out what's going on in L.A. And, you know, let that tie in T.I., you know. Ladies and gentlemen, that does it for our very first episode of Mansers. Shout out to the squad here. We will be back each and every week. And ladies and gentlemen, if you like what you heard today and you are dying to ask our opinions on your questions, please let us know. We'll be happy to mansplain them for you. And we promise there will be at least one person who gives a shit about your well-being. That being said, y'all have a great evening, great day. We love you. We'll see you next time. Bye, (laughs) y'all. Man's landing every day. Clifford Harris III. We'll see you next week. <laughs>